Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of It's Cool with Jasmine Cool. Um, today's gonna be, today's gonna be fun. A lot has happened, but also nothing has happened in the last week. It's kind of, it's just been like a normal school week. It was very stressful for me, um, <laughs> because... Uh, at my, at my college, we have, um, the vocalists, uh, get accompanists to work with them. We, we work with our accompanists, like, they come to half of our lesson time, and then we have a half hour-ish rehearsal some other point in the week with our accompanists to, like, practice the music and stuff, and... Last term, I I was lucky enough to have one of the professionals. <laughs> it was like an adult. She was wonderful, very fantastic, very good. This term, I have one of the student pianists who, he is a fantastic piano player, but it's just scary because it's new. So I'm like, try, and I'm like a first year and I'm like trying to work out this piano switch and I'm like, um, so that was very interesting. That's kind of, like, the first thing I can talk about, I guess, because last Tuesday, when I recorded the episode, was also the day I had my first lesson with my new accompanist, um, or collaborative pianist, um, but I hadn't had that at the time I filmed the episode. Uh, things kind of went downhill. My lesson, my lesson was going great. Um, I was doing my vocalises, you know, everything was, like, kind of okay. Karen did tell me, I said, okay, I accidentally said Karen, but we can, we can pretend that that's not actually my voice teacher's name. Um... Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> you guys can figure that out. Please don't actually try. Um, my teacher told me that my Oz are a mess. <laughs> She's not wrong. Because um, I kind of have jaw problems and part of and they become worse when my posture is bad, which is like my thing that I have to work on is my posture. Um, she was telling everybody in our studio that everybody has a thing. And mine is, it's the very upper part of my back. Just is like, it likes to very subtly, but it makes a difference. Because if my head is in the right spot, it's a lot easier for my jaw to drop and for me to open my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think she also, I can't remember if it was like last week or um, the week before when she was like, I forgot about your jaw that doesn't want to open. And I was like, yeah. Um, so it was going, it was going pretty well with the vocalises. And then my pianist walks in. This was so funny because I've never actually met this man. He's a second year. And... Karen, I did it again. Anyways, <laughs> um, my teacher definitely thought we knew each other. 
Um, I don't know how much of that I'm going to have to cut, if I will or not. We'll find out. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's not really bad if you guys know the name of my teacher. You can probably figure out where I go to college anyways, and then you probably could have figured it out. But my teacher, right before my pianist came in, um, was getting out her yoga mat <laughs> to have me do something. So she's rolling out this yoga mat as the pianist walks in. Um, he walks in, he goes, sits at the piano. She lays down on the floor and does cobra pose, then gets up and has me lay down on the floor and do cobra and mini cobra. And you might be like, oh, that's not bad. I have never met this man before. The only, like, I've seen him, like, I know of him, because he accompanied for the studio last term, but the only interaction we've had was through email, which was me sending him my rep, <laughs> which I felt so bad for, because I got it to him, like, late, because we found out our new accompanist kind of late, um, yeah, uh, so anyways, that's like basically, you know, his introduction to my lessons is me laying on the floor. Um, yeah. Um, and then things just go downhill from there. Uh, because my pianist and I have, we have not had a chance to like get together and run through any of this. Um... And also, I did not practice over break, which was entirely my fault. And it did not help that he could play the music better, sight-reading it, than I could sing it after having it for a month. So, that was nice. Um, <laughs> uh, very embarrassing. And then, to make it even worse, um, my teacher asked me uh, what a specific word meant. And me, like an idiot, said, I stood there, I was like... I was like, do I tell the truth? Do I try and make something up? I just said, I don't know, because that was the truth. Because uh, I, I did not write my word-for-word -word translation down, like like a dum-dum. Uh, and she just looks at me, and then she goes, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know it's the wrong answer. I know it's the wrong answer. And then she's like... That makes a lot of sense. That explains a lot about how you're singing right now. You have no idea what you're saying. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <Ooh. laughs> um, and then my pronunciation, because the song is in French. I guess that's kind of an important detail. The song is in French. Um, yeah. My pronunciation wasn't, like, great. Um... For a specific word, it wasn't great, but it was a word in, like, <clears throat> it was, like, the third word of the song. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I, like, messed up giving the pianist the tempo because I was nervous, had never worked with this pianist before, and I was not really actually ready to perform this piece for Karen. But, you know, it's fine. I can't not say her name. It's fine. Um, 
<laughs> it sounds like a made-up name. But, um, yeah, it, it was kind of just a dumb decision on my part in every sense of what happened in that lesson. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, I messed that up. She has me come over to her book, take a picture of that translation, and then she's telling it, me to send it to my pianist. Um, and this is where it really feels like she thought we knew each other because she was acting like this was going to be like super easy. I had to open my email and email this man the picture of the of the words. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was, like, the Microsoft email, so it's, like, Outlook. But it was, like, even more awkward. Oh, goodness. <sighs> that lesson was traumatizing. Not actually, but just f I was very embarrassed afterwards. But... That's what happens when you don't practice over break. So, can't, sl can't slack off with my teacher, and that's something I love about her. She's so strict, but she doesn't accept any of my bad habits, like, at all. If I start slipping, like I was talking about, like, my one thing is just a very small shift in my posture, but she does not, she doesn't take it. She will not stand for it. Um, let's see. Um, so yeah, that happened. It was, oof. By the end of the lesson, she was over, like, squeezing my rib, like, well, not, like, squeezing my ribs. She had her hands, like, on my back, like, positioning me to how I was supposed to stand. And then, yeah, and what I was, like, supposed to be doing and then she said I was dragging because she didn't want me to go as slow as I was going at the beginning and uh, it was it was it was a mess um but it was fine yeah um and then just this past Sunday I had my first actual rehearsal with this pianist, and I don't think that man thinks I'm funny. Um, <laughs> he's, he's great, but I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, yeah. We had our first rehearsal and I was trying to be, like, my normal, charming self, you know? Jokes. Woo! But, like, but like my jokes are kind of, like, very subtle jokes. It's just mostly, like, everything that comes out of my mouth you're supposed to laugh at. Um, and that was, like, at the end when we were, like, done. Because um, I tried to be, like, I'm pretty sure my teacher, like... I was, I'm 90% sure she thought we knew each other. Like, no reaction. Time, time is funny for her. I'm, half the time she thinks I'm second year. Not really reaction, 
But he was like, yeah, she asked me if I was a first year this year, even though I accompanied her studio all of last year. I was like, oh, no. Um, and then I said, like, you were there in studio when she fully got me confused with my friend, um, like, fully confused us, and he was just like, I could not tell if he remembered what I was talking about or not. I don't know, it was strange. But it was fine. He's a very good pianist, and it was, was pretty easy to work with. Um, yeah, musically wise, he has a good musical sense, and that's, like, the important part, so, um, oh, what was so strange, probably the strangest part was that I got there, like, five minutes early, because I'm an early girly, and I was sitting in the basement on one of the, like, conservatory couches in the basement, he walks down the stairs, we kind of make eye contact, and I can't tell if he realized it was me, or if, like, actually was making eye contact, but he just walks right by me. Does not acknowledge me. I was like, okay? Okay. Um, so I start texting my roommate, I'm like, telling her what just happened. I have the text typed, ready to send, and then... He's in front of me. <laughs> and it was just like, hey, Jasmine, do you want to practice in a classroom? Because all the, like, piano practice rooms are, like, taken. So I was like, sure. So we went up to this classroom. We got kicked out because um, there was a class. But we were, like, done. Like, it was, like, right when we were done was when we got kicked out, which was really convenient. Um, and then I thought of afterwards, like two hours later, I was like, oh my God, we could have just gone to the studio because the studio is like, it was in the same hallway of the classroom that we were practicing in anyways. And, um, like it's like open most of the time on the weekends. So we fully could have just gone in there, but I didn't think of that. Like a silly goose. Um, so yeah, that happened. I'm hoping. I it'll. It, I think we're just very much like, not used to each other yet. Obviously, and of course, in my lesson today, because I have another lesson today, my teacher's gonna be like, "Are you performing in studio tomorrow?" And I'm gonna be like, "No, no, I'm not." <laughs> Because the song I feel most prepared to sing for, like, a group of people has, like, a piano part. Like, it's one of Haydn's, it's Piercing Eyes by Haydn. That's the one that I'm, like, would feel more ready to perform, I think. And it's got, like, kind of a virtuosic piano part, but, like, not, it, like, it's meant to be easy, but it's also meant to, like, show off the pianist, like it's it's written for piano so it like what my previous collaborative pianist and my voice teacher have said is that it sits well in the hands but it's by no means easy <laughs> so um I need to give uh my pianist a chance to like you know and just 
for us to get a better sense of each other still because <laughs> we've met once. Um, so probably next week in studio is when I will perform. Karen, Karen's going to be like, well, you can't put it off. You can't keep putting it off. And I'm like, I know, I know. <sighs> but anyways, so there was that. I played we I played Cards Against Humanity with my friends on Friday night. Um, we also cut my friend's hair to like here, which is short for her because it used to be like down here. Um, even though it's like not short at all, but it's short for her, and she's grieving the loss of her hair. Um, one of my other friends did it, and basically the deal was that if it was so bad, she had to go get it fixed by a hairdresser. The, the friend that was cutting it would, would pay for it. Um, but it ended up looking pretty good. So, no hairdresser necessary. Um, yeah, but we played Cards Against Humanity, and I won, like, half the deck. We played until we ran out of, like, white cards against humanity cards and i had i ended up with like 32 black cards i don't know how many there are total but it was like a massive stack i was very proud of myself and it was really funny because at first nobody like even noticed that i was just like picking up this massive stack nobody was noticing that i kept winning they one of my other friends actually noticed that my roommate had a bunch and then I was like, I held up my stack and it was like <laughs> bigger. And they're like, what the hell? How were you doing that? Like, where did those come from? And I was like, I don't know. And then eventually they kept joking, like, now it's find whichever one you think Jasmine put down and don't pick that one. <laughs> but then I kept winning anyways. So there's one that. I really wish I would have won because it was war, what is it good for? Um, and I had the card punching a congressman in the face. Uh, I wish I'd have won that one. That would have been great. But there was another card that was also very good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like the other good ones that I won. I was very proud of myself. Um, can't really think of any off the top of my head. Oh, I had, I won, um, if you like blank, you're probably a redneck. And I had a fetus. Um, that one won. Uh, there was, like, what do I think about during sex? I had the card dying. I think that one won. <laughs> that one makes sense in my group of people. <laughs> like, my group of friends. A lot of us share traumas. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was a good one. 
what was something else um so that was that game i was like yeah that's right i'm the funny friend you know because i've never been the funny one or like i just never realize it because my whole family is funny so i'm like not the funny one in my family like that's like my younger brother my younger brother is the funny one um so I've never been the funny one. And so this is like me. I'm the funny one. Ha. <laughs> um, but yeah. Because I don't like to say I'm funny. Because I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I just don't. Probably because I've never been the funny one. I scheduled myself a counseling appointment. You know, those thoughts connected in my brain, I'm not quite sure they connected to everybody outside of my brain. Um, maybe they did. Uh, <laughs> but I scheduled myself a counseling appointment through my college, which I was supposed to do at the beginning of the year and didn't. But my roommate just did it. So... It reminded me and motivated me to do it because, you know, she went through the whole thing, so I know what to expect now. Um, I'm nervous because talking about any kind of emotion makes me cry pretty much immediately. Um, I think it was Saturday night. Um, we were all sitting in my friend's room. And one of my other friends and her friends from high school have this giant spreadsheet of, like, information about their friends. Things that are just so random, like, obvious things, like age, name, favorite color, nicknames. And then there's stuff like D&D class, what texture would you be if you were a texture um what musical key are you um what scent would you be uh what tree are you your zodiac sign all kinds of stuff and we were I was like the last one because I had been somewhere else and I'll talk about that after this but I, so I came in late, so I was, like, the last one getting all the information done. Um, so it was, like, my friend would be asking me these questions, and then all my other friends would, like, also weigh in. And it was just very nice. Like, anytime they would say anything remotely nice about me, I would, like, want to start crying because, <laughs> you know, I don't have good friends. I don't have a good history with friends. Um, I have major friendship abandonment issues and like feeling like I could be easily replaced that's the other reason like being the funny one was it like felt validating to me because it meant that I like I don't know like having a title or having a place made me feel less replaceable I don't know um but yeah I think I've talked about why I have like issues with friendships um and I think part of the problem 
is I'm so afraid of feeling clingy that sometimes I can feel, I can seem like detached almost because I don't know, I've never actually had like a healthy, strong friendship where like, like when I was in like middle school, when I was like forming those abilities to do that. Um, so I don't know like the bound, what the boundaries of a friendship are supposed to be like how much texting them is too much am I allowed to call them just randomly like is that a thing that is okay for me to do do I have to ask to call them or like how much of wanting to hang out is like clingy or and stuff like that um especially because a lot of my bad friends that I had in middle school thought a lot of what I was interested in was really like dumb and they didn't want me to talk but I was a very talkative person which isn't like a problem with this group of friends I know that because we're interested in a lot of the same things and we've had conversations about how they've kind of gone through the same thing of feeling like the things that they like are weird or whatever and um but it still feels like like I need to separate myself almost and I don't really want to do that the other thing I struggle with is like physical touch boundaries of a friendship because my family is not very touchy like I think I hugged my parents by when they first dropped me off at college and then the last like however many times we've said goodbye after that I haven't like we haven't I don't know why I don't know. Um, we're just not very touchy. I'm touch starved. And I don't know, like, the, like, you know, like, when do you hug your friends? Do you just, like, hug them whenever? Like, how does that work? You know, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know how to ask for a hug. Because... Like, is that weird? I don't want to seem clingy. Even though I know that's probably not what they would think. But, yeah. It's all, it's all weird. Yeah. Also, just, like, any kind of, like, like, emotions just make me weird. Because I don't know. Like, my family never says, like, I love you very often, either. We, like, show it in different ways. We're, we're very much kind of an act of service love language type of family. Um, so. Or, like, gift. And quality time. It's more like acts of service and quality time. Um, yeah, because like I know, my family members are like, we're probably closer than a lot of, like my siblings and I, we're, we're like really close, I think, compared to a lot of people and their siblings. 
because my siblings are like my best friends. <laughs> um, that's the other reason I don't know how to have an actual friendship. It's because my be I'm related to all my best friends. <laughs> They're my siblings. <laughs> so I don't know like what the difference is. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I also have a lot of cousins who are also like my friends, but that relationship is its own thing. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. I had like a full anxiety attack when I was emailing my pianist because he said something like literally that was completely fair and I knew it and I had no reason to like actually freak out about it but he said like if you're gonna send me rep give me three days before you want it prepared and like I know that and like this isn't going to be a problem in the future but it's because I sent him rep so late because I found out late so it was like kind of like a like a time crunch so I know that I really don't have to worry about that but just like I don't know it threw me off and then while I was emailing him I was like it was like while I was crocheting and listening to this audiobook for my first year studies class called Evicted. It's a very good book. It's about um, eviction, obviously, and, like, the interconnection of, like, people systems, like, the people and the systems of poverty in the United States. Um, and it's specifically talking about Milwaukee. The author, Matthew Desmond, lived in a trailer park in... I can't remember which side. I think it was the south side is like the white side of Milwaukee. Um, a trailer park there for like four months. And then he also lived in a black neighborhood in the inner city for like eight months. And like recorded like these interactions uh, and like followed the different people for this amount of time. And they're like journeys with like eviction and poverty and how all of that's happened um it's a very good book but it's told as like stories it's told as like the stories of these people and you're like following these people um so the vibes after that sent me into like an anxiety spiral because I was listening to something very much not happy, like no happy vibes while crocheting, which crocheting can be distracting, but it's also very easy to like spiral. So um, what I ended up having to do was... I just dropped, I stopped listening to the audiobook, and I stopped crocheting, and <laughs> I just started making a no-thoughts playlist to turn my brain off. <laughs> it started with um, 
Reckless Driving by Lizzie McAlpine. This kind of, I guess, will be part of my wrap-up and kind of like my favorite songs of the week because, obviously. Um, so it started with that song <laughs> specifically. Um, and then I added a bunch of other songs. I added Orange Show Speedway from the same album, Peaches Etude, by Phineas is a very good song and then Stray Italian Greyhound by Vienna Tang that song is fantastic I might maybe I'll drop the Spotify link to it in um somewhere around this episode I don't know exactly how I'll be able to do that but I will try because I love this playlist um it's got Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga not the sped up version. I actually do like the original slow version better. Like the vibes are just, yes. Um, it's got Broken Crown by Mumford and Sons. Um, Chromatica 2 and 911 by Lady Gaga because those songs like go into each other. Like Chromatica 2 is like this like classical instrumental kind of like musical interlude in her album and then it goes right into 911 and 911 is like my favorite oh my god that song is fantastic because I'm the kind of person who likes music about being sad that sounds like you're having a great time <laughs> so this song is perfect for that um it's got The Visitors by ABBA Me and I also by Ava. That song is also, those two songs I think are both also about like mental health, but they sound like you're having a great time. Um, Space, S-P-E-S, um, by Contus. Contus is the um, Frozen choir. They sing like the main title for Frozen. Um, and we're actually singing that song in my choir right now, um, which is really nice. Um, Después de la playa, course bad bunny um gossip by mona skin uh that one was kind of impulsive but you know it, it kind of fits um then uh let's see oh august by taylor swift the hymn of axiom by vienna tang um Toothless by Motherfolk and Anchor by Motherfolk. And I think that's the playlist, but I will drop a link to it. Like this, my, the version I listen to is not the Spotify like link, but I can, I have a Spotify version of it that I can send out. It was funny. I was, <laughs> I sent it to my friend's group chat. I was like, hey, if you ever need your brain to, like, shut the fuck up, I made a playlist for it. <laughs> and then my roommate was like, I saw that, and I looked over at you, and I was like, she is not having a good time. <laughs> I was like, no. No, I'm not. Um, yeah. So that was that. <laughs> um, and I will see you next time if you're here.